Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Frontier Beyond Fear. Leading into today's program, I have a couple things that happened leading into today, but one of the things that happened is I opened to a particular verse, which I am going to read. This is Luke. Actually, I opened to it so fast, I can't even see exactly where it is. Luke 17.20 Once, having been asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, The kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation, nor will people say, Here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. I did not look for that verse. I had to look up to see what chapter it was in because that's what I opened to before the show. It's not the only thing I opened to, but that was the most direct. Welcome to the Frontier Beyond Fear live broadcast and podcast. I'm Susan Larison Dans, and today is April 15th, 2023. We are living in a time, and there have been many times like this, most times for humanity on the planet, truthfully, where we need to find a way to trust to trust and trust and trust and trust and trust. If you are a materialist listening to this show, I know my heart goes out to you on what a difficult path that truly is. Because this program today is about trusting the divine And the only way to get to that point may be through a very long journey to even get to the beginning of the path of it. Trusting the divine begins by realizing that we can trust, that we have a definition of the divine or at least some semblance of a definition that we can trust in. This is why I hold the divine to the highest possible standard. It's the divine, after all. Use whatever label that you may. That's why I spent 
two episodes recently going over unconditional love and the last episode very carefully going through 1 Corinthians 13 where it defines unconditional love. My heart also goes out to all of these ways and how so many embrace these ways that depersonalize the divine and make it just a bunch of, I don't know, it's like opening a textbook, you know, just so dry, just so um, not even really very lofty, just, um, you know, just a set of set of rules, you know, just like going to science class, and that's a divine. It's more than that. And it doesn't always work the way we expect. Look at your own life, and I can guarantee you will find times when you believed in something with all your heart. You really thought it was going to happen. So much for that. Or the opposite. You didn't think something was going to happen. It was a miracle. It was all you could do to maybe hold it together. Perhaps you did have that trust because that actually does relate to trust. But even if you didn't, something very unlikely and surprising that you never could have expected, that you never could have even imagined, happened. Something really good in your life. Or things are going along, you feel really confident or, you know, quite at peace within your spiritual path or the course that you're on. Nothing really, you know, too negative, although in the world now that's a little bit difficult, but let's just say. And then something really difficult comes along that you never could have expected. And so many times... People then ask, why? What did I do wrong? Was I not focusing enough on a positive path? This is a very complicated subject because there is something to prayer. There is something to, um, to co-creation. Look at what the verse said. The kingdom of God is within you. That's because of the omnipresent divine. For God to be everywhere, that means in you. You cannot be separated from what this is. And yet, here on earth, that's what, this is my belief, we chose. I don't believe we're here by force. I believe we're here by choice. In fact, everything I know about the divine has to do with choice. We're here to grow. We blinded ourselves to a degree, actually to a great degree, to the light, the unfiltered, unconditional love that we were a part of. And we are creating these life stories, these people on the planet. Don't let anybody tell you that your story, your path, who you are does not matter. It matters. It's not just about the ocean. Yes, we are a part of this divine ocean. Yes, the omnipresent divine is everywhere. The kingdom of God. Let's 
let me remind you, I didn't look for that verse. I didn't even, I was really wondering what, if I was going to read anything today. I do have something else that we'll input to this show. It's not in a book, although it's based on a book. For the kingdom of God to be within you. It's obvious. It's the omnipresent divine. But you also, and the divine itself, a part of you, made a choice to be here, to learn, and to grow in this place of free choice. That's the only reason. Some choices may not go so well. Look at the history of the planet. But we are also, when it comes to trust, guided. And we can trust that when something doesn't go well, it's leading to something important, something that will help us to grow. And the only thing that inevitably can happen when we are called to grow is that we grow greater love. We grow as a part of love. We are a part of the creative um, being. Let's not call it a force. Let's not call it an energy. It may be all those things. Just like light is a wave and a particle, we are a part of the creative being, the I am being, loving being of the multiverse. We can't be separated from it. It's impossible. This love is omnipresent. That's something I know I can trust in, even then when we look at all the hardship and darkness on the planet. We can have doubts. The greatest question of all, isn't it, you know, about why is it so bad here? Why did we do this at all? What is going on here? What are the explanations? Part of trusting in the divine is knowing that nothing can diminish the divine. So all these stories of things that um, take away, essentially, from the divine and make it less somehow, for me, that only diminishes trust. And I think a lot of people who aren't sure about what to trust in are having trouble with that, with definitions. That's why passages like 1 Corinthians 13 are so very helpful. What is unconditional love? There is something else that led into today's episode. I'm not even going to say what it is because I'm going to reveal some parts of the story. Even though the chances of some of you watching this movie, you would have to like old movies. And I think there probably are some of you who do. Some of you may even recognize what this movie is. And I'll even give you a hint. I think the last time I watched it, I mentioned it. And it hasn't been all that long. It's just a movie that, um, that I like. It's an old movie. And I have to tell you, I was watching it last night before bed, and there's a part where I know it's a tragedy. And I just didn't want to watch that part before I went to sleep, so I shut it off. And this movie is about a school teacher um, who taught, like, in 
I don't know, the last part of the 1800s. I'm trying to remember when it starts. Maybe around 1870 he starts teaching. And it's also showing some very big historical things. And actually, I haven't even finished the rewatching of it because I was watching some of it before the show, and that's how it's leading into the show today. Well, last night I knew, um, actually, let's talk about it. In this movie, this is the most unlikely person to find, um, you know, he wasn't looking for a um, a soulmate, although in those labels, you know, you're not going to use that in the 1800s. Um, so he he was not looking for someone to marry or be with. He just seemed like he would just be a single old teacher, you know, his whole life. And he was kind of awkward in a way. And um, and I'm going to probably give away even more of this film because, as it turns out, one of his friends convinces him to go hiking um, in the Alps. And that part of the movie is really amazing because the guy is literally climbing up the side of a mountain with no, you know, you really think about what was this like? You know, nowadays everything is, there's so much protective gear and everything. Well, um, this was clearly showing what climbing was like back then. And he's just climbing up the face of a cliff with just a cane, basically. Well, this fog rolls in, and he's by himself, and he realizes it's getting cold up there, and um, he also realizes he's probably going to be up there for the night. And then they flash to another scene where people are saying that they hope he has some sense up there because, you know, does your friend know about climbing? And I guess he hadn't climbed in a while. Um, so then this guy is up on the mountain and he hears a voice calling and it's a woman's voice. And he's like, you know, this is the 1800s. And even when this film was made, like, what is a woman doing up here? Because in those days, um, that would have been very adventurous for a woman to be up on a mountain like that. So then he figures he needs to go and help her in this fog. Um, in fact, this movie's kind of ahead of its time in that way. Um, in the sense that, um, you know, he he assumes she needs help. So he has to climb up a very dangerous stretch. And as he's climbing, he sees like a cross on the side of the mountain. And his cane literally gets hit on the, the rock and it falls out of his hand. And he knows he needs to find this voice. Um, and there's a cross that says, you know, somebody died in this spot, this honors that. He looks down. I mean, he's on the edge of a precipice climbing. If if they were doing this today, you would have ropes and all kinds of stuff, other people and all this modern equipment, probably oxygen too. I mean, you'd have everything. But back then they didn't have those things. So he comes across this woman who's just calmly sitting there, very famous actress, actually. She's in some other really good movies. I think this might have been one of her first, if not her first. I'm not sure. Um, again, I'm not going to give this away because if you haven't seen it, um, there are some parts I'm going to give away later. So she's just calmly eating a sandwich and surprised, you know, that he's come to save her, where in the end, he she's kind of saving him because she hands him a sandwich and he's actually hungry. So there's, um, and you know, he's so surprised to find her up there. So this then develops. Um, they get down 
them out and even though like a search party is sent and you know he's considered a hero and they really saved each other in a way um and um they end up getting married and he brings this woman back to the school um more hints it's a boarding school and he they you know she's wonderful and nobody can believe that he's found her um and she's just befriending everyone and everybody loves her well the part i had to turn it off um because i just wasn't up to watching it um is i knew that she was going to die in childbirth and um pretty soon after you know he met her really it must have been within a year or so um and so yeah i mean i turned that on for whatever reason before the show why i would turn i was even asking myself why are you watching this now you're going to be doing your show right you know that might make you emotional because you know some of these old movies yeah they can be emotional and it's based on a book as well but i've never read the book but the part i wanted to talk about in his heart this um man he loves what he does he's very committed to and actually when he starts out he thought he was messing it up being a teacher and um so he had to learn how to do this and um he teaches what people would consider fairly dry too he's like he's a latin teacher which nowadays you don't see much of but that's what he teaches so he's waiting you know in those days the doctor is at the house and um you know saying it's not going well cuz he comes up thinking it's going to be okay and then all of a sudden everything changes in fact there's a lesson right there you see in that scene that he really didn't conceive that this miraculous thing that happened to him um literally on the side of a mountain his whole life changing in such a miraculous way that that now you know he he just thought everything would go great right you could see it on his face well no no they told him it's not going well and just a a couple scenes later um yeah both the mother and the child they didn't make it so what does he do what does he do they say well you don't have to teach your class he he seems to teach a night i don't know if he only teaches a night class but that's part of this too but in in any case he says he's going to go to class and it actually is april fools day um and the kids have played a joke on him in the class not a mean one they actually like him um but um he goes through with it and then the rumor passes through the room among the kids that someone hears that this has happened and then they all are very somber and um you know that's about the last of the scene i know where this goes next because next this movie goes in to um world war 1 and a bunch of these um young men it's a, you know it's a, in those days it's a it's a boys school a bunch of them end up dying in world war 1 i mean it gets quite sad and quite poignant in other ways but the thing is is he went ahead 
He trusted in the path of his life. Some would say it was duty, and it may have been duty to go teach that class, but you also sense that he he finds a space of resilience in the path of his life. There is no mention of the divine at all. In fact, this movie seems not to have much reference to that at all, which is kind of interesting given when it was made. But um, trust, and this is why I think I was supposed to watch this before today's show, this part, there is no time when we need trust more than when things happen that are unexpected. And if we're taught an overly simplistic view of the divine, where you personally think you're doing something wrong with your intent, for example, and it can happen with prayer too. You're not praying enough. You're not focusing enough. It's all on you. That's not actually how it works. As much as it feels good to think that's how it works when you're looking at the good things, it actually poisons our experience if we focus too much on that, that that this is where there is a balance. Healing can happen. Healing can happen. And so can Lots of miraculous things. Truthfully, when I have encountered healing in my life, and I have, it was really when I didn't expect it necessarily. It just happened, and it needed to happen on the path of my life. And the point of this movie, I think, as well, is that we are on planet earth having a series of experiences every one of our stories is important i do believe no matter how you label it in this notion of the akash the our every every form of belief several have this concept you don't have to label it that way if that's not the way you like to think about it just simply are each of our Stories, our living stories, our stories of choosing in a place where there is difficulty and darkness, but there are also miracles and light and there is love. And we are loved more than we can imagine. Can we trust in the paths of our lives? Can we trust? That is a part of trusting the divine. In fact, a very important part. How do we do it? It does take practice, but one way to do it is to look back at your life. Look at a time when something really difficult happened and imagine if it hadn't happened, what would have been different? What? How was your life changed? Who did you meet? What happened? That doesn't mean it wasn't very difficult. You may have tremendous grief. Like in this story, this man, this teacher, he has tremendous grief. But still, as it goes on, that grief never goes away. We feel we're not here to be little automatons on this planet. We are going to deeply 
feel the things that happen. We are going to feel those things, but we can also find the path forward. This is a way of trusting our way forward. When when we feel despair, it is a way of finding that path, even when you don't know what it is. And that can often be true. I didn't have the greatest of weeks. In fact, a lot of people aren't having the greatest of time right now in terms of what's happening with the economy. It's really obvious in the spiritual community. A number of people are at a crossroads and they're experiencing, you know, some people are deciding, you know, they're going to do something totally different. Some people are, you know, really trusting and staying on the path. Both are valid choices. There are many crossroads right now because, and this will only continue in the months to come, and who knows? I mean, we've got a lot going on in the world right now, and some of the things are so big, um, they can make our lives feel small in comparison. I mean, the very planet itself is hanging in the balance. I did another show on nuclear war and just how immediate that danger can be. Well, what, you know, those of us who grew up in the 80s talk about learning to trust somehow. And then maybe that's the other thing to note is that you know how to trust more than you realize because you're able to hold that dichotomy in your mind. You're able to know that there are these really difficult things going on. Maybe you're in the Midwest and there's a tornado watch. I haven't really looked to see what's going on. We've talked about tornadoes recently. Maybe, you know, there's flooding going on in places. There's a lot of things. And yet you find a way to keep your feet on the path. You may choose a different path. It may guide you to a totally different path, whatever it is that's happening. Does that mean everything is bad? Of course not. There are wonderful moments in life. But what I am seeing this week is, yes, people are really starting to notice that certainly within the spiritual community, it's not what it was. People are you know, inflation is real and costs are higher. So that's changing what people are able to invest in. And it's so easy for those who have been working in that area to wonder, well, what have I done wrong? It's it's a bigger thing that's happening. Here's a part of trust. Here's a part of knowing the omnipresent divine. We do each have a story that we're living We are writing this story, but there are also other influences on the story, other souls, the entire world, where we are in the world, and we're interacting with all those souls. So that's another reason why believing that just what you want, just what you think is going to happen is what's going to happen because you're not living in a vacuum. There are people all around you. You can't walk out the door without crossing the path of another person. How can you know that it's all about you? That's a very um, 
it, it's actually, I don't know what to say. It's a dark way to look. I mean, it, it's not all about you, but it's also not all about the ocean. It's about both and where the balance meets. The ocean is comprised of drops, but it's also the ocean. It's more than just the drops. The live show is about to go down. I made it shorter because I knew I wouldn't be reading too much today, and I won't go on much longer. But those of you who've been listening live on Blog Talk Radio, because that's where this program streams live, this show is on Saturdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. It is always spontaneous and live. And it is now podcasting on multiple platforms where you'll be able to find the last part of this episode, if you are listening live, the easiest place is probably Blog Talk Radio. Thank you to Blog Talk Radio for featuring this program on the front page while live, and also I see it's featured on the live spirituality page, and that I know is in recognition of this being a very long-standing program that's been on Blog Talk Radio for over a decade, but I'm always appreciative of that and yes I am on more podcasting platforms now. You can find the show now on Spotify for example which I recently added and we'll see what else. Um it's already on iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts and some others. So um thank you live audience. I'll only go a few more minutes. Being on a spiritual path. Being on a mystical spiritual path where you have an experience of the mysteries of the divine. And really, we're all on that, whether we know it or not. You may not as consciously know it, but there are mysteries of the love of the divine. There are also things we try to reduce the divine to the the smallest terms. No. Mysticism tells us it's the grandest term. And even that's not enough. It cannot be reduced. Not everything can be explained. That is our materialistic impulse, trying to do that. And I have it too, and I use it productively, but I also realize that the mystery exists and that there's some things that we are going to have trouble reconciling, some things that just don't add up. Even so, I trust and trust and trust again in the greater beingness of the divine, I hold it to a very high standard because it's the divine. And what I'm holding to a high standard is the very definition. When we have trouble trusting, it's because some definition isn't big enough. Some definition doesn't make sense. It's difficult to trust in that because your your heart, your is saying that doesn't make sense. That's contradictory. That doesn't mean you're going to understand everything about it. But you can feel when you're on the right track. And things like 1 Corinthians 13, 
really help us to look at love. We need the greater mystery. We need the grandness. But it's also grand within the most modest of circumstances. What is it like to be a human being after all? To scrape out an existence here. We're heading into a time where no matter what your life has been like to date, you know, I'm starting to be grateful I've already been through this because I got a lot of practice. (laughs) My life isn't anything like I expected it to be. I was very ambitious, and I've talked about it before, extremely successful, and I can't speak today. That means the show's almost done. I have had, um, but how things unfold really are, in many ways, more amazing and miraculous than I could ever have imagined. But by, you know, the terms that I might have used when I was young, you know, just the 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 standard types of things, um, it may not seem that way. There are so many of us, it comes up this notion of manna from heaven. Somehow it works out. Somehow it works out. And we've learned to trust. And the people who've had everything going, you know, just great, for so long, anything they ever wanted. I mean, I don't think there's anyone on the planet like this because life, life isn't like that. It doesn't matter. It's not about how much you have. or, But it is, you know, there are certainly differences in life as to, as to what you're experiencing. The whole world is about to go into a passageway which will invite us to trust and there may be new pathways in it in fact i can guarantee there will be just like this story i've been watching well i did turn it off because i had to get ready for the show but i did know that the next part is world war one and a lot of the it's really tragic and it's difficult and nobody knew what was going to happen you know we look back at history we know how things turned out in different ways. Well, when you're living history, you don't know how things are going to turn out. I know that this program has listeners throughout the world, and you may be very close to a war zone. In fact, I know for a fact there are listeners who are very close to a war zone. We may all be in the greater scheme when we talk about you know, the potentials, the horrifying, horrific potentials that... Um, industrialization has brought us to, um, you know, technically we are. We're all in that situation. But for some people, it's much more present. In the most difficult of circumstances, that's when we learn to trust. That doesn't mean... There can't be miracles. It does occur. Amazing things do happen. But when something doesn't go the way you have hoped, trust that it's leading to something else. And if it's not something that that, um, 
if it's not leading to something you can understand for yourself, although one would hope you often can, know that it must be impacting someone else, that there's a reason for it, or a whole group of people. We are here as souls together having an experience both on our own, because really, being a human being, sometimes it can feel, you know, you're on your own. But you're not on your own. We're together. Yes, we can help one another. But not only that, what did the verse say? Actually, it's a couple of verses. The kingdom of God is within you. You cannot be separated from the omnipresent divine. But do not let that enable you to reduce that divine to some rudimentary thing. Because that's not what it is. It's much grander. Even in these modest circumstances, it is grander than we can even imagine. We have every right as beings to hold that definition to the highest standard. And the highest standard is love. We can trust. In love. Thank you for being here. I know we're in the podcast now, so those of you listening are in the future. There is no separation of time or of space. If you're listening relatively soon after the show today, I do expect to be here next Saturday. 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, FrontierBeyondFear.com. We'll get you here and to multiple syndicates. I do need to add some recent shows there and make sure more syndicates are on there. But to find the live show, that's a really easy way. So thank you again. And I hope you find in your own life Let me remind you, look back at your life when something wasn't going well, especially there, and see where it led. Gratitude is related to trust as well because you can find something that wouldn't have happened if you hadn't taken that path. Like maybe that path seemed really not a good path, but hey, you know what? If that hadn't happened, then that wouldn't have happened, and that wouldn't have happened. Look at your life. Look at synchronicity, the meaningful coincidences, the things that just happen. Every circumstance, one leads to another. And yet the mystery of it all is that we do have choices here. We're not puppets on a string. We may have to get into that next time because I am going to close. So thanks again for being here. I'll see you next time. Thank you.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.